Hi, um, this is chapter six of um, the second chapter of the prequel, um, King of the Northwood. Um, disregard the the last entry. I'm trying to delete it. Wasn't able to do that. Um, the uh, um, the one that's that's uh, um, dated the twelfth of December. Um, uh, it lasts only a minute and a half. Um, just regard that one, and this is the 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 full the full chapter that uh, I'm offering to you right now. Charon spat. She most likely will recruit Celeste. She's thinking the One Mother will be the rock on which Candide will build her empire by making pretense of her god, by converting all the people of the Abyssin to one faith, to one empire, to the One Mother. Mother, I must say, has deceived you. Most assuredly, she has spent years making you think she was something she wasn't. A fool. A fright. I'm thinking she convinced you, Father, to impregnate her. All this, so many years ago now, all this. She will come to us with the one mother to recruit one of us, her son, her husband. She is convinced with two of us she can own the world more that she can keep all three of us unbalanced. She must think she has two of us if the three of us are to be successful in defeating her. We will work together to oppose her even if she appears, even if it appears we are divided. We must appear to hate and fear one another. We must appear to crave what she craves, world domination. We must go along with this pretense if we are to be successful in defeating her. Charon smiled. She intends to govern all the world Though she can't gain the world, not on her own, and not with my sister Celeste alone, I most assuredly know my sister. She is not one so easily given to war, and she loves her God more than suits mother. But if she has one of us too, or at least should she divide the two of us, as powerful as we are, yes, I agree with you, Father. We can defeat her in this way. Taurus nodded. Perhaps it was best that the two poor children... Then the man shuddered. Charon st stroked his chin thoughtfully. You know why mother can't be killed? She most assuredly has a value to her. Why? I see that she knows weaknesses. Not only yours or mine. Everybody's. It's why I don't kill her. I'm guessing she knows your weaknesses too, father. She most assuredly must have entrusted our weaknesses to others. We most assuredly must find out who these persons are, what scrolls they possess, if we are to eradicate the threat. But we must let her think that our weaknesses and her knowledge of them continue to own us. But we have one more weapon Candide has not accounted for. In reality, a mere mortal, like any pauper or beggar outside the forest, who is undeniably weak, what would stop any one of them? his son or daughter, from killing him, if only to prove to Candide his or her allegiance. There was really no good reason why he should be kept alive, father or not. Suddenly, Taurus guffawed heartily, such that Charon spun around violently and confronted him. Yes, he must be careful with his actions, especially now, when, when developing trust with his son who wanted to kill him only thirty minutes before. Taurus may not be one of consequence, but Charon was right. There was another who was. Taurus looked at Azen. 
his eyes twinkling. He took the boy's hand. You, child, there must be a reason why you were chosen king of the Northwood. We can use you. Do you want to be a member of our family? Azen smiled. You mean to be your son? No, not like that. Our brother. What do you say to that? How do I do that? Give up your crown. Abdicate. Give Candide the Northwood as much as you can admit to. She will see value in your trust. We can use that to our advantage. The boy stated, There is something I should tell you. The one king, the one that killed himself, he betrayed me to see if he could make me overlook my one cardinal rule, to see if I would kill him. In the end I did not, which is why he killed himself. I allowed him to. In the end he found value in my trust of him. I never knew that about myself. I feared that in me. I thought I would never need to kill, nor that I would refuse to kill. Not that I refuse to kill. You may ask of me anything, but I must never kill. Taurus squeezed Azen's shoulder. I will respect that. Charon nodded vigorously and embraced the boy. I'm guessing the two of us will respect that. The boy slumped and wept. I am elated. I never thought I would ever be without this crown, this burden. Are you telling me that I can shun this crown, that I can pass it on to another? Are you telling me you are my family? I want that much more than treasure, more than any throne. I never thought I could have a family. Give to her your crown. Give her that and join the three of us. You can trust us. Together we four, when the time is right, can uncover her weakness, what her weakness is, and kill Candide. It was morning when the long, silent procession made its way to the outskirts of the village Bloody Tunic. The boy Azen, still in his red cap and mittens, made his way silently through an army of thousands surrounding the pit, protecting their queen. Azen silently made his way through the solemn troops, approaching the lip of the pit. A new day, I see, uttered the scarred, grizzled woman. The sun keeps coming up later and later. Hey, boy, why are you here? I'm here to bestow my crown, the governance of the Northwood, upon you. Let me tell you, there is no love lost. I despise you for what you have made me do. I'm in no position to rule the Northwood. I'm no king, no longer, never was, really. Candide waved a withered hand and instructed her captain, Take the rope. Lure this boy down to me. Once in the cramped bottom of the pit, Azen removed his knit cap and revealed a bejeweled pewter crown beneath. He unscrewed his crown and was about to place it on the woman's head when the sneering woman commanded solemnly, Remove your mittens. What? Why? Do as I say, insisted the woman. The boy conceded. Once he removed his mittens, he pried the, cr the crown from atop his head and placed it atop Candide's. The boy, violently shocked, took a step back. You know what I am. What do you see? she asked. You are a devil, masquerading as this woman, a powerful fright, as old as the forest itself, older than me, much more powerful than me. And I know about you. I know the truth. The king, the king you forgave, that day when the king betrayed you, to me, he did it in exchange for a secret I held uh, of one close to him. But you did not kill him, and he willingly took his own life. Yes, you did not kill him, but I know the truth. You have killed a person. You did not know who he was, 
that he was the true king of the Northwood. He was cursed. He wanted to die as you, as king of the Northwood, were cursed. As you have wanted to die, he allowed the one weapon that could kill him to craftily fall into your arms. That no one knows this, that you have li lived for centuries, the death long forgotten has allowed you to continue your reign. Till now, I will keep your secret, as long as you keep mine. Agreed? Candide glowered at the boy menacingly, then chuckled and tousled the child's hair. How do I look in this my crown? Never thought you would see this crown on another's head? No, I will rule the Northwood. Your army, with villagers I myself can extort, will come in handy. You have proven your value to me. Because of you, Celeste is firmly in my grasp. I need you. Will you let me use you? If I give you the right scroll, do you think you can use it to divide my son and my husband? I trust you. I do. I do. Do you trust me? The boy crumpled. They have recruited you, haven't they? Azen said nothing, only swallowed hard and nodded. Candide reached inside her pocket. She removed a scroll and placed it in Azen's outstretched hand. All the better. Go on, be with your friends. I will come to you when I need you. Now go. She then instructed the captain to pull the boy up out of the pit. Once the boy was free of the pit, he said nothing as he made his way back toward where Charon and Taurus stood, in the cover of the woods, watching as things progressed. The boy was in a funk. How could he be considered to be a member of Taurus's family for what he had done, for, being, for doing what Candide had told him to, to win her as as a mother he approached the one mother and told her to take a life what candide had ordered him to do now celeste was in candide's pocket because of that how would celeste join celeste, join charon and taurus with azen in their company what well, would stop celeste from killing the boy now that her faith was a fraud no it would be in Azen's best interest to remain by Candide's side to betray Charon and Taurus over to the new queen of the Northwood. But maybe a week from now, as it felt so good to be part of a family, for the first time in a very long time, you did good, swore Taurus, as Azen joined father and son in the secluded copse of trees in view of the village of Bloody Tunic. Yes, confirmed Charon. I must admit that this is a good first step. Taurus and Charon then conspired how best to approach the woman with the ugly crown being removed from her pit. Father wanted to approach Candide first to offer her the scroll that detailed Mayor Gawa's means of death, but Charon voiced louder and louder his doubts and fears of his father. The two soon were squabbling with one another in hushed whispers. Despite the congratulations, the boy was not in of good cheer. The three watched as the scarred, hobbling woman approached Celeste. I am queen of the Northwood. I killed the boy this belonged to. What do you think? Candide asked, laughing shrilly and modeling her crown. Did the boy hear the woman right? Was he in the clear, if the one mother believed what her mother had said about the boy being dead? The boy smiled as his hand went to the scroll in his pocket. The Queen of the Northwood hovered frightfully close to the One Mother. 
Candide asked sarcastically, May I take my seat at the right hand of God? Hun, she grumbled. She shifted pensively in the queen's company. Candide glowered, then chuckled before quietly seating herself. What are you thinking about? Frauds, pretenders, answered the one mother angrily. Those unworthy to rule. Oh, you mustn't think about such things. You must you mustn't think about yourself in such a fashion. The crown was ugly, pewter and clouded gems, without value, a mere toy. Taurus recognized it from the first time he saw it, and was subjected to its power a thousand years ago now. It was a burden, the cheer that had greeted his heart on that day, so long ago, quickly abandoned him. The crown wounded him. How could he escape the penalty of it? Desperate, he prayed. He prayed he would not stop praying, till weary he fell asleep. When he awoke the next day, he was relieved beyond words, noticing the crown had been taken from him. He smiled. He realized he was not the one intended for that crown. He came to fear the crown, to dread the crown. He searched the north wood for one deserving of the penalty of the pewter crown. That was when he eventually came across Azen. He thought how best to transfer the crown. He uncovered the knife. The knife that would allow the crown to fall into the hands of a boy that most worthy of it. An ambitious, greedy, frightened little boy. Taurus nudged Charon. The two forgot their arguing and listened attentively. Celeste, if you want the world, and I alone am in a position to offer you that, you must visibly despise your villagers. Strike out at them, abuse them, kill many of them, and stoke their fear, so that they will embrace me. Not the God you promised, as your actions will prove him a fraud. I will give them something to hope for. Well, until the noose is tied tightly around their necks, tell me the truth. You are no different from me, your mother. You want your God revealed as much as I do. You will willingly give up many lives, all so that you know who you worship, all to see your God die. Tell the truth. You fear a God that is not vulnerable, don't you? That you that has no weakness, that you can't that can't be killed. Once he is revealed, once his frailty is exposed, the faith that keeps him will wane, and he'll become unable to defeat me. Really, if you are to rule the entire Abyssin, it is best that there is no God you are answerable to, no God that answers the prayers of your subjects. Celeste would not look her mother in the eye. I won't reveal my God to you. I have searched long and hard for him, and I have seen him, I have felt him. He keeps me close to him, he cradles me, he knows me as so well, he knows I love him. Love? Taurus's ears were ringing. As she said that word, that word love sparked a memory of the pewter crown, of the power contained in such an ugly crown. Should I mistreat you, he will reveal himself to you, to me. I know him like nobody else does. More than you do, more than you can accept of your God. I know your God's weakness. He believes in you, but I know not to. Not to believe in him, not to believe in you. Someone had said someone had told Taurus of the true prophecy of the true purpose of the pewter crown. Who was it who had it been all those years ago now? He informed Taurus back then that it did not serve those who envied, nor those who were cruel. It would not serve Taurus. It did not serve the boy Azen, 
The boys rolled it unchallenged, only because a worthy or unworthy soul had not owned it. The king of the Northwood was king only because he refused anyone else the crown. Neither could it serve Candide. As long as she wore the crown, it would steer her, not toward victory, but defeat. She claimed to know weaknesses. She did not know her own. The crown, in and of itself, had no power. If she loved, then she would be loved. Then, and only then, the crown had power. Power which was really nothing of the crown's doing. As, lo as love was its own force. If she stumbled, if she did forfeit her authority, if she was defeated, it would be because of her hate and of her fear. Love and those who loved would prevail, and the crown, the crown would find her king something remarkable. Taurus began laughing and crying. The world was changing from one form into another. Taurus saw his own place in it, not one of tyrant nor of God. He would have to earn the ugly pewter crown, he would have to learn to love himself, his family, both those of the Northwood and those that were not, everyone. Only then could he restore his place in the world and crush the frightful Candide. Only then could he become someone he thought he never could be. I will love, love till it hurts, love like no one has, like no one can stand it. Love till it cripples and maims. Taurus's weakness, it, it could become his strength. He had laughed at the idea of love. Now he knew its precious nature. Should Candide love, it would all prevail, the only kingdom worth having. Otherwise, the crown would fall to the least arrogant, the most respectful. It would find its way to one most deserving. Taurus was unconsolable. He would need to learn patience, humility, compassion. He could do that, couldn't he? No. Those things were beyond his grasp. That was okay. He could find one more deserving of the crown, couldn't he? Then, and only then, would he serve beside him in the battle for the Abyssine. Fear seized him. The north wood, the place he himself built, would soon fall to the peoples outside the forest. Those who had nurtured their hate and watched for an opportunity like this for generations. God, as Celeste's gods was real, had betrayed him. There was nothing for him. He had lost everything. Was there anyone that was worthy of the crown? Anyone? Then, when he realized he had nothing else, when only suicide seemed the viable option, and slavery and defeat the only possible outcome of the coming war, he had found a unique treasure something he had made use of only one time before, when he was first saddled with the cruel pewter crown so many years ago now, and was desperate to be rid of it. When he prayed and prayed till he cried himself to sleep, he had found hope. That is the final chapter of um, part two of the... Um, Light, uh, life Before the Alien Magic. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, and part three is ready, and hopefully I will uh, begin reading that in the next week or two uh, before the uh, first of 2021. All right. Uh, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this. Bye now.